Lord, and welcome, my friends, to our online internet prophetic 2020 service. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to have a good time tonight in the Holy Spirit and in the Word of God? I believe that you are, and I'm so happy that you're here. Why don't you take your Bibles and meet me in the book of Matthew chapter 7, and we'll jump right into the prophetic message that the Lord has given to me to share with you. Praise God. Now let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures and that your word would jump into our hearts and remain there. We thank you, Father, for unlocking secrets and releasing destinies tonight. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And around the world, we all agree and say, Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life now let me read that again because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it well, we have to ask ourselves, is Jesus speaking here to sinners, people outside of the covenant of God, who are separated from God because of their sins, and he's telling them that this is the way in, or this is the path, you go through this gate. And of course, we know that Jesus is the gate. He is the door that we, that we go through. I believe in some senses you could say that, yes, this would be something, a message, an evangelistic type statement for the unbeliever, for the person lost in their sins, to know that the way is through that gate, the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is a narrow, and Jesus said, even a difficult way. But I believe, actually, if we look at it in context, and we tried to get the fullness of what Jesus is saying here, he actually is talking to Jewish people. He was sent to the Jewish people. Now, he died and at Calvary and laid his life down so that whoever, and that includes Gentiles, any, you know, with Gentiles referring to the nations of the world, so that whoever would believe in him and put their faith and trust in him could be saved, praise God. But in context, he's speaking to the Jewish people who already have a covenant with God, and he's telling them some things that they need to know. Again, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. So he's really speaking to the people of God, the Jewish people, and of course we know that he's speaking to us today as believers, and that gate that leads to destruction is very wide, very easy to go through, and there's a lot of people going that route. But verse 14 I want you to look at this from being the perspective of the Lord speaking to the church, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few. There are few in the church, okay? Let's try to keep this in context. There are few who are in covenant with God who find it. Woo! Praise God. So you can be a believer, and you can be saved and born again and washed with the blood of Jesus, but you can be walking through that wide gate and going down that path, not walking in the light of God's Word, not walking in the, in the obedience to God's Word, uh, not knowing His commandments, just kind of doing your own thing, and, and you're saved. You, you love God, but you still are on a path where you can, get, you can get pretty beat up by the devil. You can get pretty beat up by the world, and you're thinking, hey, this is not uh, all it's cracked up to be. And you're right, it's not. And it's, it's sad to see so many believers who are covenant people who are on their way to heaven, and I don't doubt their salvation one bit. They are born again, they are saved, and they love God, but because they're, they're not going through that narrow gate of strict obedience to the Word of the Lord, of uh, adhering to God's Word with all of your heart, they're suffering a lot of unnecessary defeat and failure. But it says here in verse 14, Jesus said, because narrow is the gate and difficult. Woo! All right. 
You're going to go into what I believe is going to be the greatest year, even the greatest decade of your life. Pastor Stephen, what's it going to be like? Okay, Jesus doesn't mince any words. He tells you exactly what it will be like. He says that it will be narrow, and it will be difficult, and there are few who find it. Pastor Stephen, I think I'm going to go look for another sermon for the New Year's Eve message. Now, look, I want to be honest with you, and Jesus is honest with you, and let you know that there are great promises awaiting you. There are great blessings awaiting you, but you're going to have to go through the narrow gate, and you're going to have to understand that there will be some difficulties involved, and really, Jesus or myself, we're going to be cheating you if we don't tell you that that is involved along the path, okay? That it is a narrow gate, it's a difficult way, but it's going to lead you to life. I know what some of you are thinking, Pastor Stephen, uh, hey, if this is the Lord's route, and this is the gate He wants me to go through, then why is it narrow and difficult? What's the association of difficulty that we're going to have to like be in, involved with? Would you like me to give you a really good answer to that question? Here's one that will, um, it'll hit you fast and quick. Now remember, Jesus there in Matthew chapter 7, speaking to the Jewish people, pulled no punches. He said, this is the gate, this is the route, this is the path, and this is how it's going to be for those that walk on this path, but it's going to lead you into fullness of life. We'll get to that in just a moment. Now Galatians chapter 2, here's why it can be considered extremely narrow, and also rather difficult. Galatians chapter 2, how about this one, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, the Apostle Paul said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, Pastor Stephen, I'm not too hip on all of that stuff about, you know, you know, dying on the cross. I'm not just really into that. Oh, that's, that's, that's called the broad path. That's called go to that big broad gate. And you'll find a lot of Christians going over there. I'm not saying they're not saved. They're Christians. They're believers. But uh, you know what? When you do your own thing, you're going to get a bunch of self-inflicted bumps and bruises and difficulties that God never intended for you to experience. You need to go through the narrow gate. What is that? That is the gate that says, I have been crucified with Christ. My life, my self-will, all of those things that would govern the self-nature have been put on the cross. And just like Paul said, I am crucified, you should be able to put your name in there. I, you know, John Smith, I, you know, Susie Anderson have been crucified. I, Stephen Brooks, have been crucified with Christ. Up on that cross, woo, selfish ambition nailed to the cross, jealousy nailed to the cross, outburst of wrath nailed to the cross, you know, all of these things and fears and phobias and all of that and, and self-will, all of that nailed to the cross, the passions of the flesh nailed to the cross. Woo! There's your difficulty right there, is the working out of these mighty scriptures that are along the journey to Mount Zion, to the apex, the very top of the mountain of God. Please don't stop until you reach the top. Okay, so Jesus said it's narrow. He said there would be difficulties involved. Pastor Stephen, give me a little bit more meat on the bone. Okay, I'll give you another one. Why don't we just stay in the book of Galatians? How about this one? Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. This is why the gate is narrow. This is why there are few. Please underline the word few in the Bible. There are few. By the way, the few I'm talking to, that would be you. Hallelujah. I know that you're in that category of few. You're not over there in the broad path, you know, just having all kinds of, uh, uh, you, know, you know, accidents and uh, dilemmas and big messes. No, my friends, you are the ones that the Lord refers to as the few. That's why you're serving searching out the prophetic word. That's why you're hungry for the things of God. That's why you're here. Now, here is another example of why that gate is narrow and why that gate is difficult. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and 
desires. Pastor Stephen, I love Jesus. Oh, that's that's good. Do you crucify your passions and desires? Well, I, you know, Stephen, I'm not really into that. I'm, I'm I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But I like to, you know, I like to do my own thing. I've got my little things over here on the side that, you know, I like to indulge in. I know, I know, it's not right. But that's just that's just between me and the Lord. Okay, if you do stuff like that of tinkering around with sin and playing around with stuff like that, you you watch out. That's called the broad gate. And you really have to push. You're going to have to give everything you've got to go through the narrow gate. Okay. And the fact that it's narrow means you can't pull everything through that passageway. You may have to drop some things. You may have to really examine some relationships, some friendships that could be toxic that are holding you back from moving forward with your walk with God. Maybe not just relationships, but perhaps actions, perhaps things that would compete for your devotion and your allegiance to the Lord. It says those who are Christ have crucified the flesh. See, nailed your flesh nature to the cross with its passions and desires. And trust me, as we all know, that flesh that we all have to deal with, if it goes unchecked and it goes uh, in a in a sense where it's not dealt with, there will be the most outrageous passions. There'll be the craziest desires. There'll be the most bizarre stuff rise up in your very own flesh. And my friends, it is our job as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to deal with that and to put it on the cross in a crucified state. Woo! Hallelujah! That is the gate that few find even in the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. And look, it doesn't, it, it's not hard to figure out. Just look around at a lot of believers. Look around at a lot of God. I'm not talking about the sinners. I'm talking about God's own people. Look around and see the dilemmas that so many of God's precious own people are in. They're, they're, they're defeated on all three fronts against the world, against the flesh and against the devil. And you're supposed to be reigning over all three. You're supposed to have victory in all three compartments against the world, the flesh and the devil. But some people are completely underwater on all three areas. And God doesn't intend for it to be like that. So in the body of Christ, in the church, in the house of God, you have got to go through that narrow gate. And that means strict adherence to the word of God. Don't monkey business with God's word. You follow God's word. God knows what he's doing. He's not trying to ruin your fun. He's trying to enhance your life. Ooh, Jesus, we give you praise. Now, again, Jesus said, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. Where does it lead to? It leads to life. By the way, the other, the other gate leads to some very, very difficult situations that you never, ever want to be involved in. So get over here on the narrow gate. Why? It leads to life. And there are a few who find it. But see, Jesus said it leads to life. Do not underestimate what Jesus just said when he said it leads to life. That word life is actually in the Greek, the word zoe. Yes, the same word that Jesus used in John chapter 10, verse 10, when he said the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he said, I have come that you might have Zoe, Z-O-E, that's what the Greek word is, that you might have life, and, and that you might have it how? More abundantly. Now, the word Zoe, the Greek word for life, used here in the context of what Jesus said of where his gate and that path leads, that word life in the Greek actually means the absolute fullness in which your life can be lived. Not a half-baked life. Not a 20% you know, experience. It means the absolute fullness in which life can be lived. It literally, it literally means the God quality of life. That's where it leads. And it's a challenge to, to merge into it. But my friends, it starts by simply going through the gate. Go through that beautiful gate. It's narrow. It's, it's, it's difficult because of the demands, such as Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, and other beautiful passages, such as Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, where, we're, where we are told, do not be conformed to 
this world system with all of its fallen nature and with all of its sin, but it says to renew our minds, to renovate our way of thinking. Ooh, glory to God. And that takes work. That takes diligence. That's what the difficulties are. It's, uh, it's renewing our mind uh, from wrong ways of thinking and getting them in harmony and in agreement with the scriptures. Mm. But I tell you what, you start stepping into that God quality of life. The moment, the moment you begin to believe God's word and act upon it and apply it to your life. The moment you do that, your life starts getting beautiful. It starts getting better. Problems will start to be overcome and you will begin to move into the fullness of what God has for you. And look, this life, this Zoe life, Z-O-E, this Zoe life is not referring to when you get to heaven. This is the life that Jesus has purchased and qualified for you to live while you're here on the earth right now. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. And he said, the master said, not Stephen Brooks. This is not a party pooper message. This is a happy message because it where it leads into the divine quality of living. But Jesus said, there are few who find it. Keep it in context. There are few who few covenant people. Few children of God, few in actually in the church who actually find it. And you really have to search for it. You really have to apply yourself and you really have to go after the Lord. See, remember the scripture says, when you search for me with all of your heart, God said, that's when you'll find me. That's when you tap into that rich, abundant life that God wants you to live. The same quality of living that he experiences every moment. Woo, glory to God. So Jesus said, there are few who find it. But I'm here tonight to tell you that I believe in my heart that you belong to that group of few, a covenant person who says, God, I'm a covenant child. Hallelujah. And I hear and I obey. Praise God. That's the kind of person God is looking for. Jesus, we give you praise. We give the Lord praise. Now, 2020, get ready. 2020 is going to be a year that takes you through a narrow gate, you will have difficulties. Your flesh will try to rise up and assert authority over your spirit man. And you'll have to put him on the cross and say, no, Mr. Flesh, I'm taking the cheeseburger away from you right now. You're getting out of control with your actions. And until you learn to behave, and until you learn to get under the authority of me as, as a spirit being recreated in the image and nature of God, you're not going to get the cheeseburger. Hallelujah. Suddenly the flesh gets real quiet, starts to whimper, starts to want to cry because you took its little, you, you, you took its little strength away. Hallelujah. Oh yes, God put the taste buds on your tongue. He wants you to enjoy food. God did not call you to be an ascetic, but at the same time, God never called you to be a person that's ruled and dominated by your flesh. Mm -mm. Also as a little note, those taste buds work a lot better when they have time to recalibrate and something's not being shoved in there all the time. Hallelujah. I tell you what, you just take a little fast, maybe one day, maybe three days, maybe a little bit longer as we're moving into a 21 day liquid fast beginning on June, the, uh, excuse me, beginning January the 9th. But you do, you do a little fasting and you come back and start eating after a fast food just tastes absolutely wonderful. But if you never give your body time to uh, rejuvenate or recharge or, or to kind of like reset, you just shoving stuff in there all the time, you can eat the most exotic food, the most tasty food, and it, even that gets boring. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Jesus. There are few. That's what the master said. There are few who find it. 2020 is a year of going through the narrow gate. It will have its difficulties and challenges. But you, as you obey the Lord and stay on that pathway, Stay on that pathway, led in through that golden gate. You will begin to tap into the divine quality of living that the few who are determined to persevere begin to love, enjoy, and experience. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. This is going to be an exceptional year. I know that as many are, are watching around the world, uh, and we have many people uh, watching, I know, in uh, Asia and places like that, you're already into the new year and the rest of us are about to pop over on the other side but my friends the glory of the Lord the glory of the Lord is going to be majestic now how will this Zoe life of God this divine quality of living that we are merging into how will it be expressed in our lives in the year 2020 how will it be manifested 
in your life in the coming days of the year 2020. Let me give you an example. This is what the Holy Spirit wants me to share with you tonight. Isaiah chapter 60. Please turn there with me. I, I know you're familiar with this chapter, but please let your eyeballs enjoy feasting upon the rich, beautiful Word of God. Isaiah chapter 60, and let's go to verse 1. This is for you. This is what's going to be unfolding in your life this year. Now it says, Arise. Now, Stop right there. The word arise means more th than just to awake. Okay, that, that would certainly be a part of it. Wake up. But it also means arise in the sense of get up out of the bed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, you know, I just like to lay, lay in bed, you know, and no, no, no. Get up out of bed. It's time to arise. There's a reason. Arise. Awake. Get up out of bed. Throw the sheets off. Hallelujah. Get ready for the new day that stands before you, the new decade that is yours for the taking. Arise, shine. What does the Lord mean by shine? He means that it's time for you to do your thing the way that only you can do it. Woo! That's what it means to shine. It means that this is your thing. This is what God made you for. And you are going to do it in the unique and special way that only you can. Arise, shine for your light. Notice the emphasis. Your light has come. Pastor Stephen, what do you mean by my light has come? Well, what I mean by that is that this is now your moment. This is now your open door. Oh, I'm not saying that 2019 wasn't a good year. And I'm not saying that even perhaps the past decade wasn't good for you and you had some high water moments and you had some good times. All I'm saying is this, is that now it's your time. Last year was not your time. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, uh, I give you a big amen on that. Not, and we're not saying it was, a, it was a bad year. It was a good year. But it's still, that wasn't your moment to do your thing. That's, and, that, and, and let's go a little bit deeper. Can I go a little bit deeper tonight? Honestly, even the last decade was not even your decade. It was a good decade. And you grew and you developed and you learned a lot of things about the Lord and God took you through a lot of preparation. But those of you that are listening to this message tonight and are listening to this prophetic release of revelation from heaven, I am here to tell you that that wasn't your time. And many of you, I, I, you, I, you already know it wasn't, but I'm here tonight to tell you that this moment in history is now your time. That's what the Lord told me to tell you. Arise, shine for your light. See, it, 2019, the past decade, that was somebody else's light. That was somebody else's moment. And maybe no matter how hard you tried or no matter how hard you pushed, it, it, it didn't happen. Why? It wasn't your moment. It wasn't your light. But now, but now the light turns to you. Now the light from heaven shines down on you. Why? Your light has come. This is now your moment. This is now your appointed time of destiny. And you feel it in your spirit, don't you? You know this is the true word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So arise, shine. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Ooh, praise the Lord. I've got to read it again. I feel like I'm about to melt into a big pool of caramel or chocolate. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. I feel happy in my spirit. I feel the sweet honeycomb of heaven dripping revelation down tonight right into your spirit, feeding you with heavenly manna. Praise God. Now it says the glory of the Lord is risen up on you. Pastor Stephen, what does that mean? Okay, the glory of the Lord is God's universal indicator for all to see that He is with you in this moment of time. Mm. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. The glory of the Lord being risen upon you is the Lord's indicator for all to see. Saints, 
unbelievers, sinners, whoever, for all to see that He, that God Himself, is with you, and that this is your moment. Praise the Lord. See, everybody recognizes the glory even if they don't understand what the glory of God is. I, I know that the world, that those that are outside of salvation, they look back and they see it. And they, they don't know what it is, but they know it's something. And they know it's something special too. Maybe they call it the magic. Maybe they call it the mojo. Maybe they call it, uh, they have momentum. That uh, They have the chemistry. They're not quite sure how to identify it, but they know it's something that's good. Hallelujah. And they're going to see it on you. It is a universal indicator. It is a universal indicator that this is your moment and God's with you. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. So yes, it is absolutely time to get up, arise, shine for your light has come. This is your moment. This is your moment. Praise the Lord. Pastor Stephen, therefore, what would you say is the word of the Lord for the year 2020? Here's the word of the Lord for you. It is your time to shine. Okay? Take that deep into your spirit. Let it take birth. Let the seed of the Word of God germinate within your spirit. Let it grow within your heart and let it produce all of the beautiful things that God wants to produce in your life and even in this decade. I'm here to tell you the Word of the Lord is it is your time to shine. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, woo-hoo. we've got to go now to the book of Esther. Esther chapter 3. Let's go down now to verse 13. Esther chapter 3, verse 13. And the letters were sent by couriers into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women. In one day, don't now you know that's the dirty devil doing something like that, working through an individual to once again persecute God's covenant people, the Jewish people. Now, because we are tied in through Jesus Christ, we are also the covenant people of God, and the blessings of Abraham rich uh, rest richly and abundantly upon our lives. Praise God. And of course, the devil, even today, still tries his dirty tactics against the Jewish people, against the nation of Israel, with this uh, horrible BDS, uh, boycott, divest, sanction the nation of Israel. In other words, don't buy Israeli products, uh, don't go to Israel for tourism, uh, don't do anything to help Israel. That's satanic in origin, okay? That is satanic in origin. Bless Israel. Do all you can to stand with the Jewish people. God told Abraham, I'll bless those that bless you, and I'll curse those that curse you. Don't ever stand in opposition or in a harmful way against the nation of Israel. Always stand with Israel. Okay? So letters were sent by carriers in all, into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their possessions. A copy of the document was to be issued as law in every province being published for all people that they should be ready for that day. The couriers went out, hastened by the king's command, and the decree was proclaimed in Shushan, the citadel. So the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Shushan was perplexed. <laughs> you can imagine all the citizens are thinking, well, we've got a letter uh, just saying we've got to kill all of our Jewish neighbors. And of course, the Jews got the letter too, thinking, oh, we're all going to be, uh, you know, supposedly annihilated tomorrow. So the whole city is just like, what in the world is going on? But the king's decree has been issued, signed by old dirty Haman, and, uh, you know, so there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. But God's got a solution. God's got an answer. Uh, uh, God always does. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. By the way, Shushan was accurately rediscovered in the 1850s by a very famous British archaeologist. I really like the British archaeologists. They did a lot to locate a lot of what we would call lost biblical sites. And Shushan is in modern-day Iran. Okay, on we go. Esther chapter 4, verse 1. When Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate, for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was great mourning 
among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her. Now be very attentive to what I'm sharing right now. This is all part of the prophetic flow of the message that you need to understand the fullness of what God's got for you for 2020 and for this decade. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai and to take his sackcloth away from him, but he would not accept them. Mm, there in the palace with all the opulence and the splendor, uh, the privacy, the, the, all the goodies, all the bells and whistles of a very, very opulent lifestyle. You know what? It, uh, it, it's possible to become immune to what's really going, going on in the world in which most people are living. So she has the ability to kind of bail out Mordecai. Hey, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Hey, come on, get out of those morning clothes, get something nice on. She's not aware of the gravity of the situation. We are hurtling into the end times. The prophetic clock at this point cannot be turned back and it cannot be Stop. Things will not be the way they've ever been before. We are moving into the last days of the last days. Praise God. There will be gross darkness in the world. It's going to get darker and darker, but the glory of the Lord is going to be all over you as a covenant child of God. Mm -mm. And you're going to walk through the darkness illuminated by the Spirit of God. And we're going to see the greatest harvest of souls, one to the Lord, that has ever been won in the history of the world. Why? We're also coming into what's known as the Feast of, Tra of Tabernacles, also called in Scriptures the Great Ingathering. While that is a natural feast that takes place annually in Israel, it also has deep prophetic symbolism and meaning referring to the great harvest at the end of the age. God has plans for you to be involved in that. Praise God. Verse 13, and Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Who's in the palace? You know, she's in the palace, kind of like still a little bit, you know, uh, exempted from all the pandemonium going on outside in the city. Mordecai told them to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And those words went into the heart of Queen Esther, and she said, I'm going to do something about this. I, if, I'm going to even risk my life. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. All right. It is your time to shine, and as you're shining, you need to understand that God's doing some things in the earth, and He's going to sink you in on these Holy Spirit works. So, Understand that you're arising, okay? You're lifting, you're shining, you're new influence, you're new profuse wealth that God has brought you into, your favor, your connections. These things will be needed in a pivotal role that's going to be shown to you by the Holy Spirit in the days to come. I need to say that again. These are things I've got by the Holy Spirit. I need to share these with you. Let me read it again. You're arising, you're lifting, you're shining, your influence, your wealth, your favor, your connections will be needed in a pivotal role that will be shown to you by the Holy Spirit in the days to come. Mm, praise the Lord. See, Mordecai was a very wise man. He was a very spiritual man. He knew that Esther's rising, her lifting, he knew that God was in that. Oh, no, Pastor Stephen, she won that beauty contest because she was prettier than all the other ladies. No, that's not why she won. 
I mean, we, we understand that, you know, she's not competing against a bunch of ugly ladies. I mean, they, the, on that level, everybody that was going before the king, they were all what you would call, you know, the best of the best. They were, they're all beautiful ladies. But that's not why she was chosen. And I'm not saying she wasn't pretty. I'm sure, I'm sure she was. But first of all, one of the reasons that she was selected was because she listened to the king's advisor. And she went to him for wisdom. Now that advisor was actually, he was a real man. But when you study it, you begin to realize very quickly that man was a symbol. He was what theologians call a type or the study of typology, Old Testament symbols representing New Testament realities that that king's advisor that she went to for wisdom, he was a type of the Holy Spirit. And she went to him, which all the other ladies didn't. She went to him and said, what does the king like? Does he like red? Does he like blue? Does he like, uh, does he like my hair like this? Does he like a lot of makeup, little makeup, earrings, no earrings? Uh, what's his, what, what does he like? And the, because she sought wisdom from the king's advisor, he told her, he said, this is exactly what he likes. And none of the other con- beauty contestants did that. <laughs> she was the only one that did that. So when she went before the king, she was dressed in the type of clothing, the color clothing, the style of clothing, the, the, the accessories that, oh, that's, that's, oh, that just grabbed him. And, and not only that, now she, she already has wisdom. She already has keen intellect. She already can hold her own in all the other categories. But you put all of the other, you put all that other stuff together that that's all the things he likes. He, she just totally won his heart. Woo! <laughs> and uh, she had such favor. Just she got him just like that. Oh, praise the Lord. But see, that advisor was a role, a type of the Holy Spirit who can tell you what the king, Jesus, likes, what makes him happy. Mm-mm. Because after all, the person you really want favor with is the king. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Esther's rising. Esther's moment, even as Mordecai said, yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Yeah, Esther, this is your moment. This is your time. Uh, But hey, there's something bigger going on. It's not just about you being here, although that's very special. That's that, you know, that that's something in your life that you'll leave a legacy because of that. And her and the king had a son who went on to become Darius II, who sent the Jews back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. Oh, my goodness. What a legacy she left for the Jewish people. What a tremendous thing. But there was something even bigger corporately, corporately, mm, the salvation, the rescuing of the Jewish people from that evil, wicked Haman, mm, who ended up getting hung on the gallows, which he so deservedly <laughs> deserved. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, he perished in his sins, lost forever. What a wicked, evil person. Mm. Praise the Lord. But see, timing, moment. Yes, Pastor Stephen, this is my time. I like it. I received the prophetic word. This is my time to shine. Yes, yes, it is. But there's a purpose for it. There's a a purpose for it. You may not even know what it is yet, but trust me, the day will come when the Holy Spirit will show you this is the reason for your lifting. This is the reason for your lifting. It has a kingdom purpose. Mm, mm, mm. And that's where you're actually going to make your biggest impact. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, your personal life will be richly blessed. Your lineage will be blessed. But you will reach over here by God's grace, and you will do something for the church. You will do something for the Jewish people that will have a far greater impact. Mm, mm. Say yes. Say, I receive. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, Pastor Stephen, I like it. I like it uh, in response to what you have shared tonight. What should I do? How do I I respond, Pastor Stephen, to a prophetic message like this? You respond two ways. Here's what the Holy Spirit would like for you to do. Two ways in which you should respond. Two ways in which you should respond. Number one would be what's found in the book of Second Chronicles. Are you ready? Are you, are you ready for this? Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Okay, you ready for 2020? You ready for perfect vision? Mm-mm. Come on, let's go to 2020 together. Read it to me, Pastor Stephen. I will, but come on, look at it with me. Hallelujah, it's too good. It's too good. You need to see it. Come on. Second Chronicles 2020, get your perfect prophetic vision dialed in. So they rose early in the morning.
See, arise. See, when there's something good going on, get out of bed. Come on, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up early. So they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Mm, there it is. Okay. The first thing you need to do in response to the revelation that this is your year to shine and that this is the decade of your lifting up for a kingdom purpose that will be unveiled by the Holy Spirit to you. The first thing you do, you need to do in response to this, this, this revelation from heaven is that you need to believe it. You need to believe that that this is see God's touching your whole your, your heart by the Holy Spirit and and faith is being ignited in your spirit to go into the destiny that he has for you. Praise the Lord. But my friends grab a hold of it and believe it. Praise God. When you believe what God says then you're going to be established deeply. That's part of going through that gate and that's part of walking on that narrow pathway. Hallelujah. That it can be difficult at times but it leads you into that rich abundant life that is your establishing. But there's also believe his prophets believe the prophetic word of the Lord. What happens when you do that? You shall prosper you're going to flourish hallelujah and your finances will be blessed abundantly mm, mm, mm. okay that's the first thing you need to do hallelujah and also I believe we see here in the 2020 what my wife Kelly was getting with 2020 also was the double vision watch how God will do things in double patterns for your life as you walk with him he'll bless you so good he'll sometimes give you two mm -mm. watch out watch out the Lord is that good okay so in response to this message number one believe the word of the Lord believe the prophetic decree believe the prophetic word that this is now your time to shine hallelujah thank you Jesus number two number two Exodus chapter 14 let's go directly to verse 13 and Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, stand still. Please underline that. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Okay, the second thing that you need to do is that you need to stand still. Mm, praise the Lord. There are some things that you need to stand still in order to get out of because you can't get yourself out of it. But God can. And because you have believed the word of the Lord and you have caught glimpses of the destiny, the curtain being pulled back, and you say, yes, yes, that's where God's taken me. Okay, God's going to get you there, but in order to get there, He first needs to get you out of some things that you don't need to be in right now. Okay, so don't try to make it worse by jumping in there and trying to maybe somehow fix it in a half-baked effort. No, just stand still. The Lord told me to tell you that. Stand still. He's going to get you out of it Himself. He's big enough to do it, and He's able to do it. Okay, so uh, I don't know exactly what maybe your situation is, um, but He's going to get you out of that thing that you've already been praying to Him about, asking, asking Him to deliver you from. He's going to get you out of it. Watch Him do it. Now, believe Him to do it. Watch Him do it. Praise God. So there are some things you need to stand still to get out of. The Lord also told me there are some things that you need to stand still in order to get into. In other words, um, uh, I have seen people try to get into things into their own, in their own strength, and they'll think, well, you know, um, there's no door there, and you know, they're so macho, like, well, like, they don't, I don't need a door, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll make my own door, knock one down. Well, maybe you tore that door down trying to get through it, you know, and, but now you've messed the frame up, and you've, you shouldn't have done that. You should have waited on the Lord to open the door for you. So the thing is, the Lord told me also that you need to stand still. He's going to get you out of some things, but stand still. And with no, no strain, no stress, God is going to get you into some things that only He can get you into. Watch, it'll come to you. You don't even have to try. 
You don't even have to look for it. Watch. He is going to bring some things into your life. By the way, this is the Zoe way of living, the abundant way of living like God lives. He's going to bring it into your life. So stand still. Stand. You know what's on the menu for, you know, you, you know what's God's plan for your life. But there are some things that God, He's going to do it. He's going to bring it into your life. Just stand still. Watch Him do it. Mm-mm. Let God do what He does so well. Mm. He's well able to deliver. There may be a loved one that you prayed for and you prayed for and you, you haven't seen the person brought out or delivered yet. Stand still. God's going to deliver that person. You've done your part. You've prayed. You've interceded. You've sought the face of God. God's heard every prayer. He's seen every cry. Now watch what He will do as you stand still and trust Him. The waters will part. Those in captivity will come out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Glory to the Lord. There's an, there's an anointing coming down right now. I just want to ask you while you're watching, lift your hands while you're listening. Lift your hands. Father, let that fresh anointing and strength for the new year, for the new decade, come upon your people right now. I'm getting Psalm 92, verse 10. The strength of the ox, the fresh oil, is coming upon the children of God right now. You're going to see a mix of the prophetic and also the apostolic. The prophetic, because we're going into 2020, and you see 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, ties you into the prophetic word, creating your prosperity. So you're going to have a lot of prophetic flowing into your life, but you're also going to see the strength of the apostle, because the ox represents the apostle. And the ox in Scripture is, even Paul referred to the ox, from the quoting from the Old Testament, referring to apostles in the New Testament. Why? They pull the heavy loads. And you're going to see the ox anointing because that's coming down right now. Psalm 92 verse 10, you are being anointed with the strength of the ox, fresh oil, big, strong neck, fresh anointing and power. See, the ox has the strength and the power. Maybe not the most beautiful animal, but let me tell you this, the ox has the strength to get the job done. Woo! Hallelujah. There's a lot of angels coming down right now. So Father, we just give you praise. We thank you for activation and strength into the lives of your people and fresh anointing. We thank you, Father, they're going to run through these next 10 years with grace and strength and beauty. And much will be done to expand your kingdom until, Father God, we will see the fullness of the truth of your your word come to pass that as the waters cover the sea, the knowledge of you, O God, will cover and saturate the earth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We thank you for the knowledge of you, of your word that you have given it. You've given it to us. You've entrusted us with knowing the, the knowledge of your word. And Father, by your grace, we're going to take it and send it to the world. We give you all the praise. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to be involved in your kingdom assignments. We thank you, Father God, that right now, right now, the cloud of witnesses is looking down. There are heavenly saints. There are angels looking down. There are those who've already finished their race. Their eye is on you. You must arise. It's time to get up. It's time to shine. It's time for you to do your thing. The glory of the Lord is upon you. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. This is your time to shine. The light's on you. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Now, Father, we thank you. There are going to be be doors that you're going to open, spectacular doors of opportunity for your people to step through. Doors that would be almost like dream doors. Some of the doors would be even beyond what they could have dreamt, asked, or imagined, or have even thought. Father, so we thank you for the Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, reality, kicking in the high gear and taking place Thank you, Father. We give you all of the praise. Please lift your hands. Father, we give you all of the praise. We thank you for your anointing and your strength in this hour, in this year, in this decade. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. The Lord just spoke to my heart. He would like to receive an offering at this time. He would like for you to sow a seed. Why don't you... Just stop right now just for a moment and ask the Lord what he, he would have you to do right now. Husbands, wives, talk it over, 
and come to an agreement of what it is that you're supposed to do. The Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit, your, sp your inner being, what it is that you're supposed to do. And take a moment and bring that into the house of the Lord as a sign of worship. Closing out this year, starting off the new year with celebration and praise. Just go ahead and sow a, a seed right now. Give God an offering right now. He wants an offering right now. Just do whatever He has put upon your heart to do. Oh, praise the Lord. So, Father, we give you all of the praise for the offerings that are being sown right now, the special seeds. And the seed, Father, we thank you, is an expression of the faith of your people that they believe that it's their time to shine, and that this is their prophetic season, and this is their season of 2020, 2 Chronicles 2020, prophetic prosperity. And Father God, this is also the time of the strength of the ox coming upon them, apostolic empowerment. Father, we thank you that the apostle is a sent one, sent by you empowered by you to go. We thank you, Father, for that grace touching your people, that, Father, although your people may not be in the ministry office of an apostle, they may not be in the ministry office of a prophet, yet still that an anointing, it, it can touch them. Paul, Father, said that, they, that his partners were partakers of his grace. So we thank you, Father, for the flow of grace right now, of apostolic and prophetic. We thank you that that seed is releasing these graces, these anointings to flow into their lives for this new year and this new decade. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Let's receive this offering. Let's send it in because there's a healing anointing that's beginning to come down right now. For those of you that would like to bring the offering in right now online, please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings sow and reap. You can go there right now in the little box where you can make a notation for your giving. Just put the amount and then just put New Year's offering. Praise the Lord. New Year's offering. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. If you would like to mail your offering in, please send it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, zip code 28654. Woo, praise the Lord. All right, get your offering ready. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I pray over the giving of your people. I thank you for the seeds that they're sowing the, online and, and through the mail. Father, bless your people. We thank you that they're stepping into that Zoe life, that life of abundance, divine nature living. Father, we give you praise. We give you all of the praise. Thank you, Father God. It's their time to shine. They're releasing their faith for this word by the seed they're sowing. We thank you, Father, for prophetic grace flowing. We thank you for the strong apostolic grace flowing. I see the colors of the red and the blue. The apostolic represents the red. The prophetic represents the blue. I thank you for those new mantles touching your people with this fresh anointing. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. The Lord is releasing grace for those that have a heart to want to go to Israel. God's going to cause provision to flow. Praise God. You're going to be able to go. Hallelujah. Because you love to sow. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you that those mantles are falling right now. A heart and a love for the nation of Israel. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Me and Pastor Kelly are praying right now about perhaps taking the tour to Israel in November later this year. Should we decide to do that and confirm that, you'll be the first to know. We'll put that information on the website, and of course I would share it uh, online as well. Praise God. So please pray about that. I, I think that could be something that we end up doing. We're still praying about it and so forth, discuss, discussing logistics and things like that. Praise God. Glory be to the Lord. Father, we thank you that your anointing is flowing right now. Father, bless your people. We seal that offering in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for all of you who've sown and you've been such beautiful tithers and givers throughout the past year. I believe that this new year you will come into a new level of prosperity where your, where your barns will be filled with plenty and you will experience what the Bible calls overflow. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your beauty, your glory, your grace being upon your people. The Lord is crowning your year with goodness right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I see the crown right now in the Spirit. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. The crown over the old, closing it out, but the crown over the new, because the crown extends over the entire year. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your healing anointing. If you need healing in your body, get ready. Father, I thank you that right now you're healing arthritis in the elbows. And if you have any arthritic condition, uh, put your hands on your elbows and it's going to touch your elbows. I mean, to get that anointing will also flow through your body. So, Father, right now, those who have those uh, conditions of arthritis in their elbows, I rebuke arthritis in the name of Jesus. Receive the anointing of God's healing power right now into your body. There it goes, boom, right through the camera. In the name of Jesus, I command all arthritis to leave you from the elbows out. In the name of Jesus, arthritis, get out, get out, get out. In the name of Jesus, the healing anointing of Jesus is flowing right now. Glory, glory, glory to God. Somebody's got a really bad. Uh, I don't know if it's a sore throat, but something's not right with your throat, and you, you're, you're not recovering. You're beginning to wonder, but the Lord's going to heal you right now. Put your hand on your throat. I release the anointing into your throat. Receive, be healed now in the name of Jesus. There's hot fire coming up on your back. If you need a healing miracle in your back, please, right now, stand up. Stand up. Get a hand back there on your back. If you can reach back there, your back is on fire. I release the healing anointing of Jesus into your back. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke scoliosis. Loose them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Any spinal problems, any spinal injuries, be healed in the name of Jesus right now. Those that would like to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you've never received it before, you've never spoken in tongues before, lift up your hands right now. Receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Say, Jesus, fill me. Jesus, fill me with your spirit. Receive in the name of Jesus. Now open your mouth and by faith speak out the utterance that the Holy Spirit gives you, and you will find out that the language is coming out. Just begin to speak it out right now and let the tongues flow out. Glory, glory, glory to God. Father, we give you all of the praise. Hallelujah. Father, God, I just release prosperity that's been held back by the evil one we send out the angels of God break the log jam break the hindrance Satan we bind you in the name of Jesus take your hands off the God's people's finances loose it in the name of Jesus hallelujah angels go get that provision and bring it in bring it in bring it in hallelujah hallelujah father we thank you for financial deliverance hallelujah we thank you for your people getting their debts paid off paid down paid off and gone completely thank you thank you thank you father in the name of Jesus for freedom to run with you and to get up and go hallelujah thank you for health breaking forth springing forth speedily in the name of Jesus hallelujah glory to God the Lord's healing asthma the Lord's healing heart conditions right now lift up your hands receive the anointing in the name of Jesus begin to get up and move around hallelujah and you'll feel the tension gone something came off of you that was an evil spirit afflicting you of spirit of infirmity hallelujah glory glory to God in the name of Jesus father we give you praise father we give you praise somebody has a heart condition but it's not it's not the condition is not influenced by an evil spirit. It's more what we would call an organic condition. In other words, it's just a sickness. Something is just wrong with your body. I speak to that situation. You don't need a healing. You need a miracle. You need a miracle. I see a little hole in your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your miracle power into that person's heart right now. Somebody that also has a lung condition, you're in the same boat. Put your hands on your body. Receive the miracle. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command that hole or any holes closed in the name of Jesus. And that anointing just touched you, didn't it? That wasn't just a healing anointing. That was a miracle work in the anointing. Receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bands of depression. Break in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are bands over the minds of God's people. Loose. Come off in the name of the Lord. Come off. And they're popping right now all over the place. Glory, glory, glory to God in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise.
We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Get ready. We're going to take Holy Communion. Praise the Lord. If you're watching this message and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, right now it's your time for you to get your life right with God. Jesus is waiting on you to call upon Him right now. The angels are ready to respond and to aid and assist you in every way possible. Right now, if you would like to give your heart to Jesus, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent and turn from them. Jesus, wash my sins away. Give me your newness of life. Jesus, I give my heart to you. Save me now. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you now. I take you now as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Praise God. Those of you that have prayed that, welcome to the family of God. And as a family of God, let's take Holy Communion together. Grab yourself some unleavened bread. If you have one of these little wafers, those are nice. If not, just get some unleavened bread and get some grape juice. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the juice, for the bread. We consecrate it. We sanctify this. This is now set apart as holy. And this is now the flesh and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Father, thank you. It's all because of Jesus coming to earth to redeem us, to ransom us from sin, sickness, disease, and satanic captivity. And Father, Jesus is so strong that when we called upon him, he took us from the kingdom of darkness and He put us into the kingdom of light. Father, the kingdom of Your dear Son, our Savior. So, Father, we thank You for His body. We receive it with the highest adoration and thanksgiving. And we thank You for this year that You've already prepared for us, and with wonderful blessings, and for Your quality of living. So, Father, we step into it by faith. Oh, glory. Father, we thank You for the, for the cross. We, we embrace the cross. We, we, we cling to it. We, although it's rugged, splintered, and an instrument of death, we cling to it because we know that when we lose our life, we find the life of your Son flowing into us. So, Father, we receive the body of our precious Lord right now in His name. Amen. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, the blood that's so powerful that it's able to wash away the most vile sins. Father, we, th- we, we understand that all sin is evil and wrong, but no matter how dark the depravity or the sin, Father, the blood of Jesus is able to wash it all away. So, Father, we confess our sins unto You. We thank You that You are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, we thank You for the mighty ever-prevailing blood of Jesus. We receive it now in His name. Amen. Let's drink together. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands. Lord, we give You glory. We give You praise. For many of you, the Lord is telling me that it's very important that you have a passport that's up to date so that when the Spirit of the Lord leads you, you're able to go, and you don't have to spend three months trying to work through the, you know, the, the red tape of getting your passport. If you don't have it, get it ready. Get it ready. Praise God. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for grace to travel, grace to go. We thank you that's part of the apostolic anointing, which is to be sent by you on assignment. Some of you are going to have those assignments. So you're going to have to have your passport ready. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for provision to go, favor to go, ability to go, grace to go, and to return safely. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for a great 2019. It's been beautiful. It's been really good. But Father, we thank you, though, it has been preparation for what we now come into. We thank you for 2020, the time to shine. So Father, we give you all of the praise that we step into a new decade excited about all that you're going to do, knowing that like Esther, that our rise, the lifting of your people, is more than just something for 
personal success and the blessing that would lift a person. But Father, there's purpose. There's purpose for it. And so we thank you. May we be ever mindful of that and not get so lost in the castle that we're not aware of a lost and dying world that desperately needs Christ. So, Father, we thank you for divine assignments like Isaiah. Father, we say, Here I am. Would you please lift your hand right that right now and tell that to the Lord? Say, Lord, here I am. Praise God. Angels just witnessed that and recorded that. Glory to God. So, Father, we thank you that we are available. Would you please tell the Lord that? Just say, Lord, I'm available. I'm on call. <laughs> Woohoo! Glory to God. So, Father, we give you praise. We thank you for the experience of living Zoe life, the fullest level of expression that life on this earth can be lived by anyone. And that's what the believer's privilege and right is. We thank you, Father God, for the narrow gate that Christ is that gate. We go through it with rejoicing. We go through it knowing that it is the path of the cross. It is the path of victory. It is the path of life. Father, we thank you. We give you all of the praise that we step into this new year in faith with no doubts. We step in with faith for the just shall live by faith. And Father, we thank you that faith is pleasing to you. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My friends, I release you now into this new year with blessing, with joy, and with grace. Go in peace. Worship the Lord. And I'll see you in just a few hours in the new year, in the new decade. God bless you. We love you so much. Good night. Shalom. Bye-bye.